Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. It's Hoops Tonight presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear, and there's no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. The app is safe and secure. Getting your money out is super easy. You can jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting, and I love building those same-game parlays. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio, so use promo code JasonT and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1-877-770-STOP in LA. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Dial 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight, presented by FanDuel here at The Volume. Happy Sunday, everybody. I hope all of you guys are having a great weekend so far. We had a whole show planned for today where we were going to talk about basketball. We were going to talk a little bit about Steph Curry's injury, but then we are going to talk about the Bucks and Chris Middleton getting going and Jamal Murray getting going for the Nuggets as, as they've been clicking and the Lakers having another basketball collapse against the New Orleans Pelicans. We had all this basketball to talk about. And then, literally, a few minutes into me recording the video, 
we find out that Kyrie Irving has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, two second-round picks, and a first-round pick. So that's going to be what we focus on today. I promise you guys, especially as we get past this deadline, we are going to lock in down the stretch, and it's going to be a ton of basketball. We're going to be deep-diving into all of these teams as we prep for the playoffs. But for today, we are just going to focus on the Kyrie news. You guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. And if for whatever reason you guys miss one of these shows and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish, you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under hoops tonight. And then lastly, you guys have heard me talk about Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. If you're looking to get out to any NBA, NHL, NFL playoff games, or even a concert or a comedy show, Game Time has amazing last-minute deals on tickets To all of these, on Thursday night, right before we headed out of town, my wife and I went to go see the Arizona Wildcats get revenge on the Oregon Ducks at McHale Center. Game time took incredible care of us. It was super easy to use. Got a great deal. Got great seats. I want you guys to check it out. So, no matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download the Game Time app, enter your email, and redeem code HOOPS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, enter your email in code HOOPS, that's H-O-O-P-S, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's talk some basketball. So, you know, Dallas was second on my list in terms of teams that would be desperate enough to go after Kyrie. I was looking at Dallas, Miami, and the Lakers, as the Lakers being the most desperate I had read a bunch of intel that the Lakers were primarily concerned about the long-term structure of Kyrie's salary after the season, wanting to get him to a two-year extension so that they can line it up with LeBron rather than doing that four-year deal that Kyrie wants. I would imagine that behind the scenes, Dallas has made some sort of inclination to Kyrie that they intend to sign him to that type of deal, uh, being that they were willing to give up this type of asset. It's super interesting on a bunch of different levels. So the way I want to look at this is we're going to start by looking at it from Dallas's perspective. Then we're going to look at it from Brooklyn's perspective. Then we're going to look at it from the Los Angeles Lakers perspective as they now have to pivot to other options before the deadline. So for Dallas, I love this fit. Now, it, the reason why I didn't love it as much as I did for the Lakers is I thought it over, overnight made the Lakers a championship contender. When you look at... Uh, everything else that they had on the roster, Kyrie being, I would say he's probably been like the 17th or 18th best player in the world this year. He's having a damn good season. I I went over his numbers yesterday. I'm not going to do it again. So adding him to what LeBron and AD do, the way they all complement each other, the way Kyrie specifically impacts their weaknesses, I thought it made a ton of sense. And it was a team, it was a move that actually put them over the edge in my opinion. So I thought it was worth the assets. For Dallas, I look at it more as a long-term play. Kyrie's skill set complements Luka's perfectly because he's more of a professional shot maker from all these different spots of the floor. Luka's more of an offensive engine type of player. We've seen that specific partnership work before with LeBron James. And one of the big reasons why it's been working with Kevin Durant this season is Kevin Durant is having an underrated offensive engine type of season as a pick and roll shot creator and drawing double teams and allowing the team to play four on three off of them. Kyrie, in a lot of cases, has been a guy that they've gone to at the end of games as that type of shot maker. Now you're going to see Luka's usage drop. I've been talking about this nonstop. Everybody's been 
jumping to conclusions with Luca as a young kid in his early 20s about the type of player he is. That he's the kind of guy that, you know, wouldn't play well with other stars and all he does is dribble the clock out and take bad shots and blah, blah, blah. You know, the bad, the, the unfair, unrealistic picture that a lot of, uh, of people that don't like Luca paint of him. And what I kept saying was, is we've never even seen him try. This isn't James Harden playing James Harden ball alongside Chris Paul. This is going to be a little bit different. He's going to be allowed to be more selective. He's going to be allowed to work off the ball more. They're going to allow to, they're going to be able to add wrinkles to their offense that they haven't had in the past. But most importantly, when you limit that usage, it allows Luca to be more selective about taking bad shots, and it allows you to lighten his workload, which will allow him to have the legs necessary to be effective, especially at the end of game. So the fit I like a great deal. Defensively, it's going to be a little tricky. And that's where we're gonna. I'm looking at the future because giving up Dorian Finney-Smith, their best three and D wing, the guy that in a series would guard a LeBron James, the guy that in a series would guard a Kawhi Leonard, losing him is going to be devastating to them in the short term. I think Spencer Dinwiddie. It's more of a uh, kind of a similar swap for Kyrie's uh, skill set in role, so it's not that big of a deal. But Dorian Finney-Smith is a big loss, and this is a team that already is suffering with front court depth with Maxi Kleber being out. With the muscle tear, and and JaVale McGee just hasn't really worked out for them this season. They are thin on the front line. And so they're going to be at a massive physical disadvantage in every single series that they play this year. And I don't think they're capable of winning the championship as a result. Especially with the type of teams they're going to have to go through out west that have massive physical front lines that are going to be a pain in the ass for Dallas to deal with. But in the long run, we've been talking about how Dallas, you know, like a lot of teams that are in their predicament where they have this young star that's too good to get high draft picks, you end up having to find weird uh, like methods to obtain another star. We saw this with LeBron the first time around in Cleveland. He was winning too much for them to build through the draft they have with some of the other teams that we've seen in NBA history. But they went and got a guy. So now this summer, they can focus on building out a roster that complements those guys in their play style. They can work on finding the physical workload carriers that will allow Luka and Kyrie's otherworldly offensive talent to carry them. So don't get too disappointed if Dallas loses this year. I would expect them to with those physical disadvantages, but if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, you should be very excited about this because you now have a perfect complementary co-star who's only 30 years old with Luka, that brings some specific skill that 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 uh, even Luca isn't particularly great at, and I think that that's a great foundation. They just need to build out the front court around them to be a realistic championship contender. But this was step one, and they got it done. So tip of the cap to the Dallas Mavericks. A bunch of teams got cold feet. The Lakers had a chance to put three top seventeen players together, and they got cold feet. Dallas didn't, so they get the good player as a result. Now looking over at Brooklyn. My guess is Kevin Durant's not super pleased about this. Now, you can make a case that, you know, these were uh, this was as good of a win-now deal as they could have gotten, right? Because, like, Royce O'Neal is basically their primary 3 and D type of defender, but he's a little bit undersized. Dorian Finney-Smith gives you a longer defender. So when you're going against the Kawhi Leonard's and Paul George's of the world or out east, it's more of the Jason Tatum's and the uh, um, Jalen Brown's of the world that like to shoot over the top. Dorian Finney-Smith is going to be able to bother those guys more than you know than uh, Royce O'Neal can. So there's a lot of uh, benefit there. He can shoot the basketball pretty well. He's a little streaky like a lot of role players are. But I like that fit really well. Spencer Dinwiddie. 
perfectly fine complementary ball handler. But what made Brooklyn so good was the pairing of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and the way the two of them together could consistently break down the defense. The ceiling, the ultimate ceiling of Brooklyn was both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And now you have turned them more into like the 2018 Cavs where Kevin Durant is at the top of his game, might be the best player in the world, just like LeBron was in 2018. And they're going to be able to beat a lot of teams, but eventually they're going to run into somebody that just has more shot creation and more talent and they're not going to be able to handle it. You know, if they run into a physical matchup like uh, like the Milwaukee Bucks or the Boston Celtics, they will not win the physical matchup. But if they had Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they could hope to potentially overcome that with supreme offensive skill. And the Nets lost a lot of offensive skill in this trade. So I don't know if it happens before the deadline. Likely not because we haven't heard anything about it. But we'll see over the course of the next couple of days. But my guess is this leads to another Kevin Durant trade demand after a disappointing playoff exit this year. They'll be fun. They'll be interesting. But they're not beating the Bucks. They're not beating the Celtics. They're not beating the Sixers without the high-end offensive talent that they had with both Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Moving on to the Lakers. I feel bad for Lakers fans. I thought this was a huge missed opportunity. Yes, in a vacuum, you could make a case that they dodged a bullet. But this is not in a vacuum. This is LeBron James in year 20, the Russell Westbrook problem, the pull-up jump shooting problem, the backcourt offensive skill problem, all wrapped up into one with the urgency of LeBron's rapid aging. And so you have to take on abnormal risk to solve your abnormal predicament that you're in. And whatever that risk was, I thought was mitigated by the fact that you'd be piecing together a top 17 player in the NBA with LeBron James and Anthony Davis with a skill set that complements them extremely well and a good set of role players around them that makes sense. Like, for instance, like Troy Brown Jr., hardworking guy that's not super offensively skilled. Wenyan Gabriel, you know, Rui Hachimura, these kinds of guys. Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly, these, these kind of guys. In this roster, the offensive limitations become very apparent. But if Kyrie Irving's on the roster, suddenly you don't care that they don't have the offensive skill because you want guys like that that are just impacting the game with their effort and their physicality and what they do on the defensive end of the floor because Kyrie brings this supreme offensive skill and he's a pull-up jump shooter. What do I always tell you guys about pull-up jump shooting? Spacing doesn't matter because they're shooting over the top of the defense. So I thought it was a massive missed opportunity. I don't know if it was just Genie Bus trying to get out of the luxury tax. I don't know if it was Rob Palinka being incapable of piecing together a three-team deal that sends the requisite pieces to the Nets. I don't know what happened. But given that they only got two seconds and a first, I feel like the Lakers botched this. And that's unfortunate because it was a big missed opportunity. Now, what do they have to do? They have to do something. They have to pivot. They still need that offensive skill in the backcourt. I still look at Toronto and something involving Gary Trent Jr. I, I, I really like the idea of a professional jump shooter, someone who shoots off the dribble, someone who can run ball screens and get the guard, the defensive guard to chase over the top, which will allow that guard to get downhill and open up things uh, with a four-on-three on the back end. I hope that they find somebody like that before the deadline. But it's concerning because if they weren't willing to shell out the necessary picks and compensation and things along those lines for Kyrie, what makes you think they're going to be willing to do it for a lesser player? And so that's really discouraging. But hey, we got, you know, three, four days here and Rob Polinka's got to piece something together because you saw once again last night, 
down the stretch of that game, that lack of ball handling and shooting in the backcourt continually becomes a problem. Dennis Schroeder, I like him. He's had a good season. For the vet- for a veteran minimum contract, he's been fantastic. But, you know, down the stretch of that game, he made a bunch of key mistakes, turnovers, inability to finish around the rim. That position being upgraded to a real offensive weapon changes the dynamic and the geometry of the Lakers in a way that makes them a lot more dangerous in the playoffs. Right now, they're just like a puncher's chance team if LeBron and AD just go on an otherworldly run. But if they bring in a legitimate backcourt weapon that has the that offensive skill that they need, that's when they become a serious championship contender. So I'm disappointed that they couldn't get it done with Kyrie, but they're going to have to get it done with somebody here in the next couple of days. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. Like I said, I promise when we get back and when we get past the trade deadline, it's going to be all basketball down the stretch. We're going to learn about all these teams, and I'm hoping for one hell of a playoff run. As always, I appreciate you guys rocking with me, and I'll see you guys when I get back in town. volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.